0: Fantasy Bros Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Brent Gromoski and Mike McGregor.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Brent Gromoski, sitting here once again with Mike McGregor. You can find Mike over on Twitter at MikeMacFF, and you can follow me at Brent Gromoski. What's new on this Tuesday night, Mike?
0: I'm sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor of my house because it's being
1: painted. Well That's done. <laughs> I'm impressed that you can sit crisscross you know, with yeah. your current state. Are you saying I'm overweight? I I mean, yes, I am. That's fair. Check that out. Perfect. So, all right, today we're going to talk uh, some news and notes from week two. We're going to talk some studs and duds, uh, some buy or sell, and then, of course, our week three starts of the week. You pumped, Mike? Yeah, there was a uh, a lot of news Yes, a lot of quarterback news. So uh, let's get right into it. So uh, the the two biggest stories, of course, are uh, Drew Brees injured his thumb. I think he's got some uh, some ligament issues. Couldn't even pick up a football. Um, he's out six to eight weeks. And then Big Ben Roethlisberger, he is uh, his elbow kind of inflamed during the week. He tried to play through it, couldn't. They pulled him from the game, gave him an MRI, and he's out for the season. So. Uh, Mike, how does uh, how does you know Mason Rudolph and Teddy Bridgewater? How does that affect the fantasy stars for each team?
0: I mean, it definitely affects it. I mean, Big Ben has not been playing well, so we'll see how Mason Rudolph looks. But for the Drew Brees situation, that significantly hurts the production of Michael Thomas and especially Alvin Kamara. Drew Brees is that's his go-to guy is Kamara when he's in trouble and. Would he catch one pass this last week with Bridgewater at the helm? Yes, he did. That makes me nervous.
1: So if you, if you had to pick uh, between Juju, James Conner, Michael Thomas, and Kamara, who is the biggest downgrade out of those four? Um,
0: Honestly, the biggest downgrade is probably Michael Thomas and Kamara, but I would still take those two compared to the Steelers.
1: Right. Absolutely. Would you be uh, attempting to buy anybody on the, on the cheap with, you know, the owners panicking?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, if you can buy Camaro right now, by all means, it's not like Breeze is out for the season. He'll be back for fantasy playoffs. So I, if you can grab him on the, you know, a little bit of a discount. Absolutely. And even I would honestly be okay buying a couple of the Steelers too. I would buy Juju if I could for dirt cheap right now uh James Washington's a guy to look at. He played college ball with uh Mason Rudolph at Oklahoma State and both killed it in the preseason. So they have that connection. So I would that's also a guy I would look at too.
1: Absolutely. So um moving on, we another quarterback uh issue that's going on, it's not really an injury, but Sam Darnold has a uh, has mono. So He's uh he's out until I think he came out today and said he's out until week 5 at the earliest.
0: Yeah, I've been seeing mixed reports about when he's coming back actually, but sounds like it's anywhere from like 2 to 4 weeks give or take a little bit.
1: Absolutely. So then uh the Jets decided to to roll out Trevor Simeon. On Monday Night Football, and he lasted what was it about a quarter and a half until he broke his ankle? Or no, they came on and said he didn't break it, but he, had, he tore some ligaments in it, which is probably even worse. It looked gross, that's yeah, all it, I know. It was disgusting. So, Mike, are you are, do you have any interest in any Jets pass catchers besides Le'Veon Bell? I was just about to ask if Love Bell counts as a pass catcher, he does, but we'll rule him out for this his question. Uh, honestly, yeah. I,
0: Robbie Anderson, he was kind of already having a slow start to the season. This kind of derails that. But other than that, Jameson Crowder takes a hit. So probably not.
1: All right. Are they all droppable or would you
0: hang on to Robbie? I think I'm still hanging on to Robbie and Jameson Crowder. And I mean, this is once again, it's not like Sam Darrell's out for the whole season. He's out a couple weeks. So get by and I'll pick a couple of guys up on the waivers just get by for a couple of weeks, and then feel free to light those guys back up as soon as Darrell's back in the lineup.
1: Absolutely. Um, okay, so moving on, we have another quarterback, you know, report that came out today. So Cam Newton, uh, he has been gross all year so far. He he didn't look good. Um, in the preseason, he doesn't look good in the first two weeks of the year. And, you know, the coaches kept saying, oh, he's healthy, he's healthy, there's nothing wrong with him. And then what happened today, Mike? They came out and said that he aggravated a foot injury during Thursday night football against the Bucks. So uh, do you think he plays in week three? I mean, are, the, are they smart to rest him?
0: I personally think he's going to sit week three. And I think they would, they, I think Rob Rivera knows that Kyle Allen would be the starter if he doesn't suit up
1: correct me if I'm wrong no you are correct yeah okay yeah Will Greer is not quite there yet
0: yeah that's that's a bummer I mean Cam has he's started out seasons struggling and he's turned it around it just doesn't have that feel to it this year
1: right I agree I mean if Cam isn't healthy Cam can't run if Cam can't run you, you know they just they don't they the defense can just sit back and and pick him off. You know, I mean, he, he's he's a talented athlete, um, but as far as a pure pocket passer goes, Cam is not elite.
0: Yeah, that's putting it lightly.
1: Right. So, um, what right. do you
0: think about guys like DJ Moore, who's been killing it this year, um, Greg Olson, who had a great game? What are what are your thoughts on the pass catchers in that
1: so, offense? I think the person who takes the biggest hit. Well, the two people that take the biggest hit are Curtis Samuel because he's their deep threat and Greg Olson because of the rapport that he has always had with Cam Newton. So sure. I think DJ Moore is going to be fine. He's their slot guy. He's going to, you know, catch those little routes and then and hopefully take him to the house for you as a fantasy owner. Um, but I, I think he's going to still average probably seven to ten targets a game and hopefully catch, you know, around 70% of those balls. Yeah. So I'm honestly – do you
0: think his shoulders, Cam Newton's shoulder, is not right?
1: I don't know if, if it's a shoulder injury or just a mechanics
0: Is it a point? mental issue? Like, he's just
1: not – At this point, I almost think it has to be, which scares me because if that team decides, hey, he's just not with it, maybe they shut him down. Yeah, I guess so it I mean, I scares me. I don't know if Cam is is worth a roster spot in a one-quarterback league right now. Um, you know, that's not 14 teams deep or something. But ten, no. twelve 12-team league, I, I mean – if you want to pick up somebody off the waiver wire and you can't find somebody to drop, you know, there's no need to keep two quarterbacks. Yeah. To me, he's droppable until Stella gets her groove back. Absolutely. So one more little tidbit of quarterback news, believe it or not. So what is that? A quarter of the league almost that we're talking about here. It's a good Uh, question. (laughs) Pat Shermer uh, yesterday on Monday would not commit to Eli Manning as the starting quarterback. Uh, he came out, or the team came out today and actually announced that rookie Daniel Jones will be starting in week three against the Buccaneers. So, Mike, I mean, is that good or bad for fantasy? It can't be any worse, I wouldn't think. But, it any, be.
0: <laughs> well, it can't be, that's true. It can always be worse. You know, I, the one thing that makes me nervous is for guys like Evan Ingram, he hasn't really played with Evan Ingram a whole lot, so he's got to build that rapport and work up that chemistry. But this is fantastic news for Saquon. Right, I agree. I feel like He's been underused, which sounds dumb, but he has been technically this year. So he, Daniel Jones will, I think, look to do more dump-offs. And one guy, if he's on your waiver wire right now, Golden Tate. I think he's going to be best friends with Daniel Jones.
1: Well, not only that, but if Daniel Daniel Jones can perform even 80% of what he did in preseason – the deep field threats are going to benefit from this. So the Benny Fowler, the Cody Latimer, um, even Sterling Shepard, you know, on some routes. So yeah. I, I really think that uh, it'll be good for the Giants as a, as a ball club. I think it'll be good for fantasy owners of maybe not Daniel Jones. I'm not saying roster him, but like you said, Golden Tate, Saquon. If you're in a deeper league, um, you have some bye weeks coming up. I mean, don't be afraid to look at a Benny Fowler. You know, he's actually had a decent year so far. So what's your opinion? Does it hurt? Do you think this
0: is an upgrade or downgrade or neutral for Evan Ingram?
1: Oh, Evan Ingram is tough. So like you said, Eli had that rapport with him. It's just so difficult to project what's going to, you know, how that chemistry is going to be between the quarterback and tight end. For sure. I think his upside might be a little higher because he's got a little bigger arm to him. I mean, Eli couldn't throw the ball more than 30 yards. <laughs> I mean, it'll it'll be really interesting. That'll be one of the most interesting things to watch for for all the Evan Ingram owners out there. You know, I know a lot of you have traded for him in the past couple of weeks, um, and it, it'll be fun. So um, the last little bit of news. Now that we're done with the quarterbacks and Mike, I, I hate to tell you this, but Michael Gallup's out a couple of weeks. Yeah, I've heard you spent my like good fair share of cries. Yeah, what what now? It was a he didn't have surgery, right? No, from what I
0: read, and I didn't look into it a whole lot, sounds like they just did kind of a knee scope. It wasn't any, no structural damage. I think he might have, I don't know if I read that right, but it looked like he may have torn his meniscus. But with the knee scope,
1: it sounds like give it two to four weeks and he should be ready to rock and roll. Right, right. So, um, all right, that'll lead us into our studs and duds, actually. So, Let's lead it off with Dak Prescott. Um, so, I mean, he had 28.7 fantasy points in week two. I mean, he threw the ball two, or he threw for 269 passing yards and three more touchdowns. For the season so far, Mike, he's completing over 82% of his passes. He has 674 yards passing, seven touchdowns, and only one interception. That's and, the guy, nuts. and the guy's in a contract here. You know, I mean – Jerry Jones He'll better be better be ready to open up that wallet. Oh, he's gonna get paid. He's gonna get paid. So um you think Dak is a is a top five quarterback out? I was just about to
0: say top five doesn't sound that odd anymore. Well, I mean half the half the league's quarterbacks are injured, so <laughs> That's true. Makes it easier. But he's just been absolutely on fire this year. And I think part of it has to do with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. I think they're just opening the field more. I just yeah, he's I think he's top five
1: rest of season as of right now, at least absolutely, I agree, um all right, so who's another stud that you that you liked in week two? This guy is another guy that's just having a phenomenal season
0: so far. that's Dalvin Cook this week, or I'm sorry, I think that's total for the season, so far. am I right? or no, uh,
1: no, that's just week two,
0: okay, that's <laughs> total yards, okay. thought it was just rushing. I was like, that doesn't sound right. But no, total yards, he had 193 total yards this week. One touchdown, he scored 28.1 fantasy points. The guy's just been so electric, and he looks fantastic. Then this is another
1: guy you could argue. Top five running back rest of the season? I was, I, I, yes, he is. Would you, right now, you have Kamara in a couple of leagues, correct? Yes. If somebody said, I'll give you Delvin Cook for Kamara right now, what do you do? Oh, God.
0: Ah, uh, that's I don't like that question. Pass.
1: Nope. Answer it. Three, two. Now take your time.
0: Honestly, I I'm looking at Delvin Cook right now, and two games that he always been over twenty car- twenty or more carries. He's had over a hundred yards, and he scored at least one touchdown each week. I would love to see him get more involved in the passing game, but apparently, passing is something they don't do in Minnesota anymore. So that aspect. You know, you got Camara on the pass-catching side of that, but the rushing side, especially with Drew Brees being out, man. <laughs> I think I still have to go Kamara just because the talent. But, man, Delvin Cook has just been on fire this year, and it doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon.
1: Absolutely. Sounds like we're due for a Delvin Cook uh, pulled hammy or something. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, our last little stud of the week is actually a Kansas City wide receiver. His name is not Tyree Kill. It is not Sammy Watkins. It is not Nicole Hardman. His name is Demarcus Robinson. He caught six passes on six targets from or from Mahomes, but for 172 yards and two touchdowns. The guy scored... Th- no, no, that's it's all right. The guy scored thirty five point two fantasy points a week too, uh, just ridiculous. I mean, and I, you know that's Mahomes. You know what I mean. But still, oh, I mean, yeah. you got to have the talent to get down the field. You got to outrun your coverage. Uh, Mahomes will get you get you the ball wherever you're at.
0: Yeah i I want anybody on the Chiefs right now that's a pass catcher.
1: Absolutely. You mean you were talking the other so in a league you have Sammy Watkins and Michael Hardman, correct? I do. And then your quarterback in that league is somebody by the name of Patrick Mahomes? I believe so. I can double check that. And what were you debating? You were debating, hey, do I start both of these guys?
0: Yeah. Honestly, I mean, it's – I'm starting to wonder if that's the right move or not. I have – my other flex spot in that league is Will Fuller. Do I take a chance at a boom-bust guy like that or a boom-bust guy that's got Patrick Mahomes' and the Chiefs offense and Andy Reid?
1: I (laughs) just – I think it's until not, that offense slows down, you can roll out as many Chiefs pass catchers as you want.
0: Yeah, probably. That's the scary part. Is Mahomes is just on another freaking level, man. I
1: do you think he hits fifty touchdowns and five thousand yards again? Absolutely. We the question should be: Do you think he hits sixty touchdowns and six thousand yards? Oh my god, I would love that. That would just be cool to see it
0: actually be done because that sounds impossible.
1: If you it sounds like whole- you're playing on what rookie mode on Madden.
0: Yeah, that's, that would be nuts, and I
1: would not argue with that. <laughs> so, all right, so that does it for our studs. Uh, Mike, do you have any duds for week two? I sure do,
0: and his name is Derek Carr. Came out, he actually looked great that first drive. They came, I think what they wrote, 10 nothing to start the game. Yes. He looked perfect. He had some pinpoint accuracy. And he loves Tyrell Williams, but he did not do so hot after that 10 nothing start. He finished with only 198 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and one was just awful in the end zone. And it was a juicy matchup. You would expect at least another touchdown, less picks, more yards. And we didn't get that. So it was a definitely disappointing week from Derek Carr. And his uh in the beatdown loss, according to Yahoo, was he averaged five point two yards per attempt. That's not good. No. That's Eli Manning
1: levels. Yeah, well, like I said, that's not good. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact: Pat Mahomes right now he is on pace for over 6,500 yards and 56 touchdowns. Oh man! <laughs> all right. So, uh, enough with the with the Pat Mahomes talk. But Sorry, I can um, talk about Mahomes all day if I wanted to. Right. I know you could. I have a, a pair of duds here. Actually, I'm just going to lump them together because there are a couple of, of really. I mean, we, you drafted them to be studs. So. Uh, Christian McCaffrey runs CMC, and then we talked about Kamara earlier, but Kamara uh, you know, combined between the two of them for 11.3 points, yeah. which is not good by any means. So, I mean, Kamara obviously was affected by Drew Brees getting injured, um, and then Christian McCaffrey just came out, and I don't know if he was affected by you know, um, Cam Newton just not playing well or or what, but he just came out and didn't do anything. And both of those guys were top plays for week two. I mean, if you ask somebody, they were firing him up in, in each and every league. Right. It just felt like McCaffrey couldn't break that, that run that he normally
0: breaks. He just couldn't get things going. And I don't know if it was offensive line play, just the play of Cam Newton. I think it just brought the whole team down. But it, it was pretty rough. And, I mean – it's not like you're not going to start these guys next week, but it's it could have
1: uh, cost you a week easily. Yeah, I mean McCaffrey averaged two point three yards per carry. You know, I mean that's not going to happen every week. Wow. It, I mean, if you started him, you were disappointed. He had six targets in the pass game; he only caught two of them. I mean, how often does that happen for a, for a pass catching back? Yeah. Um. You know, and then you jump over to Alvin Kamara, and I mean he had 13 rushes, which is about normal. But, again, you only you know, average three yards per carry. Um, he only
0: caught one pass, too.
1: Exactly, which – I think you, he was only targeted three times. When you're only getting 13 carries a game, you, you're going to need a couple more targets than that.
0: And and that's what – especially Camaro. that's what he does is how many – you watch week one against the Texans, and he's catching balls left and right. And without that, it definitely hurts his value, which makes me – Slightly nervous for Teddy Bridgewater to take over in that team.
1: Yeah, I agree, yeah.
0: All right, our last dud of the week is going to be Josh Gordon in a very compelling game where the Patriots won, barely beat out the Dolphins, 43 to nothing. Josh Gordon was only able to get five targets, and he only got two of those for 19 yards. Gross. And hopefully, and a lot of people did this, but they saw Antonio was playing and they decided to bench Josh Gordon. But there was a lot of people that still played Josh Gordon, and it hurt. And if that continues, I mean, there's a – I don't know what's going to happen with Antonio and all these sexual assault charges. and We don't know anything yet. Did but think the NFL met with the accuser for ten hours, I did see that. So Gosh. I don't know if they found anything or what they. I'm sure we'll hear about that within the next couple of days. But if Antonio Brown plays, is Josh Gordon startable?
1: At, at this point, absolutely not. I mean, Antonio Brown had eight targets, but he only he's playing part time. Um, but he had four catches, 56 yards, and then that, he had that little back shoulder touchdown from Tom Brady. So until – in another guy that affected was Julian Edelman. I mean, yeah. he didn't quite dud out as much as Josh Gordon. But, you know, in comparison, it, he still was not the, to the level that you expected. So now it'll be interesting to see when they go up against some real competition instead of that, you know, D2 high school team. Um, but I'll I'll be really curious to see how the target share is between those three and if it's a game you know, game by game basis, or if Antonio just leads the targets and the other guy gets uh what's it, whatever's left. Yeah, that was my only thing too, is was
0: it because it was just a pot of positive game script and they did run the ball a lot? I mean, Sony Michelle had over
1: twenty carries.
0: Uh do you think that had anything to do with Josh
1: Warden's it absolutely could have. It absolutely could have. Um, but I really want to watch them go against somebody that they have to try. And I really want to see how, you know, how, they, ha- how they use those wide receivers. Because, like you said, they-, they literally could have played all of their second stringers and they still would have won 24 to nothing. You know. Yeah. Well, looking at the Patriots' schedule, I don't know that they're going to get that challenge. May-
0: they play the Jets, and then they play at Buffalo, which is going to be their hardest game. Then they play at Washington, home against New York Giants, and then at the Jets again. Pretty easy stretch of games there, if you ask me.
1: I mean, are we thinking like 16-0, and 18-0, Tom Brady never loses another game? Eh.
0: I don't know. I'm just excited for them to play
1: Kansas City in Week 14. What was that? Tom Brady's the GOAT? Is that what you said? No, you misheard me. Oh, sorry, sorry. Watch out for Pat Mahomes, though. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so that does it for our studs and duds from week two. Uh, Let's move on to a little buy or sell week two edition. So, Mike, I've got a couple of players lined up here. I want to get your feedback um, on on a couple things and see where where you're sitting at, okay? All right. All right, so let's lead off. uh, One of my favorite wide receivers of the 2019 season, Chris Godwin. Do you think he has a better rest of season than Mike Evans? Oh god. Team Mike Evans.
0: Man, that's that's so tough. It, you just look at the two of them so far this season, and it's been kind of night and day. And Godwin looks better, which sounds gross like gross to say out loud. So Mike Evans has just been a stud his whole career. <sighs> Man. I don't know that I'm ready to say he's the better fantasy asset for the rest of the season. I think I still leave Mike Evans. But I could see the argument for Godwin.
1: Do you have Mike Evans in the leagues?
0: I honestly don't. I don't have Godwin. I don't have either one of those guys in any leagues.
1: Oh man! Well, I tell you it's, what. As I'm as a, depressed
0: about it, just as much as you are.
1: At, as a Godwin owner, I would not accept a trade of Mike Evans right now.
0: And I wouldn't blame anyone for doing that. But I'm not going to. it we're two weeks in. There's a long season left to be played, and. I, what is it, Mike I Evans? I think he was like number two in air yards or something like that. He's, so he's getting some looks, and Winston missed him on a couple of throws on Thursday. That I think one of them was a touch should have been a touchdown.
1: So that's actually uh, one of the reasons that I don't that I prefer Godwin over Evans. Evans can definitely have those blow up games if Winston can connect with him, but. Winston, I mean, Mike Evans is kind of taking over that John, Bro, John Brown role from the Arizona Cardinals when he was with Bruce Arians, whereas Chris Godwin almost looks like he's taking over the Larry Fitzgerald Gerald role, which is a much safer, uh, higher floor, little lower ceiling than what Mike Evans will have. But I'll take those you know, safe floor points any day of the week, plus you have some upside for touchdowns. Yeah. Like I said, I can't make an argument
0: necessarily against Chris Godwin. I'm personally, I think Mike Evans is a more talented receiver, and I would still lean that way as of right now. We'll see what happens a
1: week. Well, we all can't be right, so it's okay to be wrong, Mike. I know. Um, Next up, how about Emmanuel Sanders? So week one, I mean, well, he looked good in preseason, right? Week one he came out, he put up a pretty decent, especially the second half, he put up a decent game. Um, and then week two, I mean, he he absolutely dominated uh, touches for the Broncos and really fantasy. I think he was a top five wide receiver. Do you think he finishes 2019 as a top 24 wide receiver? As a wide receiver, two.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm buying it. I don't know how – it's impossible what he's doing right now. Like, I've never seen anyone come back from a torn Achilles that fast, at that age especially. And right. He's just killing it.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: He seemed to be Flacco's favorite target. I would, I'm buying the top twenty four rest of the season.
1: All right. What about uh, his fellow teammate Cortland Sutton? Do you who would you rather have at this point?
0: It's it's Manuel Sanders. I'm a huge Cortland Sutton truther, but you got to go Sanders right now. But I'm not. I have Cortland Sutton in a couple leagues. I'm not dropping him. I don't think he's droppable, but if I have Emmanuel Sanders, I'm starting Sanders over Courtland Sutton 10 times out of 10.
1: Absolutely. So fun fact, through two games, and it's early. I mean, like you said, a lot of things can change. But through two games, Emmanuel Sanders has his highest catch percentage uh, of his career at 80%. Uh, He's also averaging the most receptions per game of his career with eight. So if he keeps – yeah, if he keeps that up, I mean, I, I'm not a, a mathematician or anything. But, I mean, 8 times 16, it, it's over 100, probably in the 120s for catches. Not just targets, but catches. <laughs> Jeez.
0: That's yeah. – I don't know if I foresee that happening, but, man, hey, he's phenomenal.
1: There, there's a chance, though, you know. So, he might be somebody that you want to – if you you need some wide receiver help, maybe it's a, a trade target. Maybe yeah. not everybody values him as highly as we do. For sure. All right. So moving on, we'll switch over to a running back. Uh, just went up against our Detroit Lions. Austin Eckler, are you buying or selling top 10 running back rest of season?
0: I'm going to sell that. Mostly because Melvin
1: Gordon will come back eventually. I'm so mad that you caught that. I was like, oh, he's not going to remember that Melvin Gordon's going to come back. I thought yeah, I had you.
0: It's not my first rodeo, but yeah. for For those keeping score at home, Austin Eckler is your number one running back on the season so far through two weeks. But I, I can't buy the top ten rest of season. He's gonna dominate while he's in right now. And actually, someone asked us on Twitter today if if you would sell or I, I'm sorry if you were if you would trade Eckler right now. And I wasn't 100% sure what to say. His value is as high as it will ever be right now. If you wait too long, Melvin Gordon could come back at any time, for all we know. So you might miss your window. And you could get a lot for Austin Eckler right now.
1: Absolutely. So, so
0: I'm going to sell the top 10. What are your thoughts on Eckler?
1: Well, my thoughts are I came across another fun fact. You know, It's kind of my thing. Um. So, fun fact: Austin Eckler has more receiving yards than rushing yards right now. Interesting. Yeah, I kind of thought so myself. Uh, so he has 163 receiving yards through two games, which is incredible. And then he has 124 rushing yards, which I mean, it's not that shabby, really, especially when you're when you're getting you know 13 targets through two games. Right. I mean, that's like a, a wide receiver too. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, he's, he's killing telling. it right now. But yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do think that there is a slim chance that Melvin Gordon comes back, and the Chargers just say, "I don't care, you can ride the pine." You know. So yeah, I would buy. Man, top ten stuff. Uh, I'm going to say he finishes at running back ten. Okay. Even if Melvin Gordon comes back, I think he can he can finish in that top you know, six or seven long enough that he can buy some time. And even if he has some, some weeks where, because even if Melvin Gordon comes back, it's not like Austin Eckler is gone. He still has a role in that offense. He's still going to exactly. put up, you know, running back two or maybe even running back three numbers. Um, so that's he's definitely somebody that you don't want to just kick to the curb. But and like I said, there's definitely a chance that Melvin Gordon comes back and the team wants nothing to do with him.
0: Yeah, very true.
1: Yep. So uh okay, so last week we talked about Marcus Mariota being a streamable quarterback, and that was kind of disgusting, right? Yep. So this week I'm gonna give you another one that is not very attractive. How about are you buying or selling Case Keenum as a streamable quarterback? Yes and no. Yes, I buy him as a streamable quarterback.
0: No on uh, this week. <laughs> He's playing in Chicago. I don't think that's going to go well for him, but he's, he's streamable. I mean, he's got, he's thrown at least two touchdowns each game. And that week, week one, I mean, he lit up Philly in the first half. He threw for 380 yards and three touchdowns. Doesn't have an interception on the season, which I like to see.
1: Do you know but, what he is uh, for, you know, in the quarterback rankings through two weeks? I do not. He is your quarterback five huh? only, only behind Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, some guy named Patrick Mahomes and the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. Hmm, interesting. Hey, cool little thing. Guess who's number six? He's a Detroit Lion.
0: I'm gonna guess Stafford.
1: That is, it is Matthew Stafford. Right. So we had a conversation with a guy at work earlier uh, about Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford. You know, who was the better real life quarterback? And, you know, the general perception is probably Jared Goff. But if you go back and look, take away last year for Matthew Stafford, and he absolutely dominates all of Jared Goff's stats. Indeed. Indubitably. So, all right, I got two more buys or sells. We'll get through them real quick, and then uh, we'll get to our starts of the week. So, one, Mm -hmm. do you buy or sell Baker Mayfield as a top 12 quarterback rest of season? Mm -hmm. So, take away the first two weeks. Your season starts today. I'm still going to buy that
0: with guys like Cam Newton who would normally be a top 10 or a top 12 looking not so hot. You have guys like Case Keenum who's the number five quarterback. He will not finish as the number five quarterback. So I'm going to buy that. Baker does
1: look a little off. Like the whole offense looks a little off. I don't know what it is. I saw that he struggles against cover two in both games he's played so far. That's what the defense has ran.
0: Yeah. Yeah, something is just like all his throws and stuff, and he definitely reminds me of Brett Favre where he just slings it and thinks he can make every throw, and he's got to learn to not do that as much. I mean, it's fine if you have that confidence by all means, but you got to be a little smarter too when you're playing quarterback.
1: Absolutely. So, and I think his weapons around him will be—they'll be all right for now. Yeah. Um, okay. So, our last buy or sell: Are you buying Mark Andrews as a top yes. four tight end rest of season? Yes. I think Mark you yes Before more. I said before I said top four. So top you, one. You just asked Mark Andrews, and I said yes. <laughs>
0: He's phenomenal. And I think we both had him ranked as like our top, what was it? Six or seven tight end on the year.
1: Yeah. We said he had the potential to be top four. And I think he's
0: showing that he's definitely Lamar Jackson's favorite target. And he's, I mean, you have Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, maybe Evan Ingram. And then I don't think you can name a player who I wouldn't take Mark Andrews over.
1: Yeah, I I really don't know. I mean, I guess a, a safer play might be like a Darren Waller, but he doesn't have that upside of, of, you know, Mark Andrews.
0: Yeah, I mean, is he much safer though? I mean, two weeks in a row, eight targets, nine
1: targets, eight catches both weeks, over 100 yards
0: and a touchdown each week from Mark Andrews.
1: Here's the scary thing. So, I'm looking at, at snap counts right now for Mark Andrews. So, week one, he played 42% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Week two, he played 53% of the snaps. That's still not even, I mean, he he's really not even touching the tip of the iceberg yet as far as his potential goes. If he can get into that 60, 65% of the snaps range, I mean, give him a couple more targets, you know, another 20, 30 yards receiving and maybe another touchdown.
0: Yeah. And he has looked great. I'm, Great. I will say this. He's had a very easy schedule so far. He's played Miami and Arizona, who are two of the worst defenses out there. He does play Kansas City this week, which would be a high-scoring affair with Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback on each side of the ball. It's going to be interesting going down. Like Once he gets into the second half of the season, he's got some tougher matchups. But honestly, as of right now, he's – he's yeah, I'm 100% buying that he's a top four tight end.
1: All righty. Um, All right, let's get into our starts of the week for week three. Uh, Mike, do you have your guy lined up? You can go ahead and go first on this one. All righty. So my old man that I'm choosing is Frank Gore. I think he's like 47 years old now. Yeah, he might be pushing 50. Yeah, so he has not been the most efficient running back uh, through two weeks, but he has gotten the opportunity He goes up against the Cincinnati Bengals, who are arguably the worst run defense in the entire league, maybe behind Miami. Uh, But they're allowing 165 rush yards per game and almost two rushing touchdowns per game. Uh, Devin Singletary, who is Frank Gore's biggest threat to take away carries or targets, went down with a hammy injury. And there's still no news on it. Um, Dr. David Chow that we follow on Twitter He said that he would expect him to miss a week or two. Uh, That seems to be the typical, you know, hamstring injury timeline, Uh, depending on the severity, of course, but that'd be kind of best case. And obviously Buffalo wants to run the ball. I mean, Josh Gordon, as much as we like him in fantasy, he is still a work in progress with his uh, throwing accuracy. So if they can establish the run, um, you know, give Gore 18 to 25 carries, and yeah, he's gonna sneak in a touchdown or two. I mean, that offense—it's not like they're their bottom half. I mean, they're dangerous. They've got John Brown and Cole Beasley and Zay Jones. So, um, and that's not to mention Josh Allen rushing the ball either. So, I really think that Frank Gore uh, is gonna be a, a top 12 to 15 running back this week. And I think if you pick him up off the waiver wire, or if he's a you know a, a deep stash on your bench, I think you can light him up uh, if you got a couple of injuries going on or you just want to take the shot on him.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he's definitely worth a pickup. If he's on your waiver wire, grab him. He, I mean, he's a guy you can plug in right away, and he's going to put up some points. It's not going to be, you know, double and cook numbers by any means, but he's he's startable for sure.
1: Absolutely, right.
0: All right, so my start of the week, I want to go a little different. I've done two quarterbacks so far this year with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen as my starts of the week. I want to go a little slightly deeper, and that is another old guy, Larry Fitzgerald. He has been phenomenal this year. He has week one, he had 13 targets. Week two, he had 11. Eight catches, five catches. He's had over 100 yards in both games. Also, Kyler Murray is throwing the ball a ton. He has... 94 attempts, I believe, on the season already through two weeks. That puts him on pace for 752 targets, which is a NFL record. Whew. And he's just getting started, I think. He played Baltimore last week. And, he, you know, if Kyler starts hitting these third-down conversions, because they were within the 10 on third-down quite a bit, and they just couldn't convert, if he can get those, that whole offense is just going to be fantastic for fantasy. But Larry Fitzgerald, he's a guy you can trust. Or Kyler definitely trusts him. and you, just, you can tell with the targets that he's getting. Plays Carolina this week at home, which, you know, kind of middle of the road matchup or anything. But if the Panthers don't have Cam Newton, that could just give that Cardinals team the boost to just have them light that defense up, and Kyle uh, or Cliff Kingsbury might give Kyler Murray just the green light to just whip that ball down the field and score as many points as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. When I think Larry Fitzgerald, I mean, I owned him last year, and it was miserable. He, I mean, his, his I shouldn't say his stats. His fantasy points were there, but it's because he had one target for one catch for a nine-yard touchdown or something Correct. like that. It is completely different this year. I mean, he's averaging 12 targets a game. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. That's –
0: for his age, it's just crazy. And with the way that offense is built, they're clearly, like I said, he's on pace to to break the record. And that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to run that fast pace air-raid offense. And they're doing a pretty darn good job of it right now.
1: Yeah, I, I'm ashamed to admit that I was way too low on Larry this year. I He was almost undraftable for me. but Well,
0: I think everyone was. And you kind of had to be. You had to temper your expectations because the NFL has never seen an offense quite like this. So we had no idea going in what it was going to be like. And based off of last year, it was – like you said, it was just rough going for Larry. But right now, I mean – you can, you can start Larry Fitzgerald with a boatload of
1: confidence right now. Light him up. So, All right. Well, that'll do it for, uh, for this show. I want to thank everybody for listening, and good luck in your week three matchups, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. Remember to check out our website at fantasybrosff.com and follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Bros FF.